This pod is brought to you by Just Right Reader. Has your school or district moved to teaching the science of reading? Are you revisiting phonics skills with readers? Then you'll need decodable texts. Just Right Reader offers decodable texts that are as unique as the students you serve. Their protected texts focus on singular phonics skills to give emerging readers the chance to practice in authentic books. They even have take-home kits for families that help parents to assist their child in learning with QR codes. Visit JustRightReader.com and tell them the modern principal sent you. Hi, this is Karen, and in a few minutes you're going to meet Christy, and we are the Modern Principal. We are just two enthusiastic educators with over 30 years of combined experience and leadership roles. We have been in the role of teacher, coach, assistant principal, head principal, and now even in the central office. We like to keep this pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point. A bite-sized bit of PD you can tackle on your way to or from school each and every day. This week, we are talking about all about how to document, document, document. Hey, Hi, Christy. How's it going? Well, as you said before, my voice is back. Yep. Your bad voice is back. You didn't you describe stressed? it as bad. <laughs> I just you said, just said, your, said voice. your voice. <laughs> Are you stressed? I mean, not really. I mean, yes, but I also was very ill, and yeah. I think it's still holding now on I'm, from my illness. Yep. Now I'm sitting here locked in a small, small closet room. with you, so hopefully that just transfers right to me. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's new in your world? Well, I was very ill, and now so I'm nothing. Okay. Yeah, and we're in the middle of our. Written comprehensive exams for our oh doctoral gosh. program. Um, it was really funny though because they like prepped us for these for like since day one for like two years straight. And towards like some of the prepping, Christy and I were like, "It's just a paper. Like, why do you need to tell us how it's to because, prepare?" It's be- because of the timing. Because it is the worst. All education timing. leaders are going back to school right now. Yeah, and you have these what two weeks to do it. And it's just really bad timing for it's people horrible in education. Timing. Horrible timing. So, but whatever. And, We're getting them done. I just started that new job. Then yep. I took a vacation because I'd already planned that when I was on my yep. old job. Yep. And, and then, then I got, got really and sick. And then you got really sick. And, and then, then comps happened. So but, I ran into my garage door with my car while it was closed today. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> how you doing? How you doing? You know what's funny about that? I texted Christy. I just hit my garage <laughs> door. And the first thing out of her mouth was... Did no. you story that? No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. I was not. I said, oh, actually, I said, bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Look how big our lines are. We are shouting and at these And then I said, could we turn this lemon into lemonade and maybe you could story it for some content? <laughs> Hashtag too soon. And then I said, well, I forgot to take pictures. Which I is annoying. Like, yeah. Christy does not not forget to take pictures. No. no. Okay. All right. What's oh. new with you, Christy? Well, we did announce on Instagram that I have a new job. Uh-huh. So I've just been settling into my new role and learning the ropes. And So for those pod listeners that may not have caught all of the fuss on the Insta, what is your new role, ma'am? I'm an education improvement specialist Ooh, with that's fancy. yes, with a re- company that does educational research, and so essentially districts and schools 
hire us to do different types of projects and um, evaluate the things that they're currently doing, the things that they want to do. Yes. So, anyway. I think we'll have to record a separate pod. I think we, no. We don't need a whole pod on it. Okay, but what we will need to record is that we are still going to be called the modern principal because now I literally am only getting asked that. I know. Now that neither one of us I know, they're like, are you going to quit? No. No. Never. Never. I still think, like, I just believe that the principal is so crucial in school reform. And so underdeveloped. Yes, and so crucial in student achievement and teacher retention. I think it's the crux of everything in public ed. And the hardest job. Yeah, and so I I still feel really, really passionate and really motivated to do the work that we're doing with the Modern Principal. I do too. I will say, you know, in my new role at um, Central Office in the Human Resources Department, I am really stretching my brain I've only done elementary, mm-hmm. and now I'm processing through what does that look like for secondary, right. and it's like my brain is starting to develop a new lens and filter, yep. including like what does that mean for classified staff or bus yep. drivers, so I will argue that this will actually make our pod better. I think so, and I think, yeah, I'm getting more of like a national perspective, yep. um, which I think will be beneficial, so hopefully... Yeah, because you're working... You're consulting with different states, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all over um, East Coast, West Coast. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. So all over. So I think that I hope that everyone finds that it helps. Obviously, there's going to be some things that we are not doing day to day. But uh-huh. I think the big scheme of things, we're going to be better at what we do. Right. So. And we may not have as many witty banter cute stories. No, but I, I have a bunch of my notes app that I'll whip she out. She does. And I, I have 19 years of memories that I will be able to bring to you. We still haven't discussed that, which will not be named, um, that happened to me this summer. We'll do a separate pod about that. I will not discuss it at this time. It's going to be for a future pod. I will not discuss it at this time. All right. We got to okay. get into this. Anyways, we had Christy a- has a new job. We're really excited for her. Yeah. So for our scenario this week, we got a DM in our Instagram, and it was kind of cute because she's like, I don't know if this is like worthy of an entire pod or not, but I've been doing this principal thing for like six years, and I still have not found a system that works for me for documentation. And guess what, Kelly from Kentucky? We don't know if it's a good pod topic either, but we're taking we're it. We're tackling it right <laughs> here, right now. So, um, so Kelly from Kentucky, here we go. Document, document, document. We all know that that's super important. And we honestly don't have a ton of scholar this week because I think that we all have mm-hmm. um, the legal departments and the legislation. And, and, Karen you're, from HR. and you have Karen from HR asking you for your documentation on certain things. So. Yes, we just had our back to school principals meeting and... Um, and my assistant, Soup, and I actually led a little segment about yeah. investigations and documentation and different processes with that. So I'm just the resident expert. <laughs> JK, JK. So, okay, so we're going to kind of skip the scholar part because I think we all know why we need it. <laughs> why do we need it? To see why A. Yes. I will say this. So this was a really poignant um, point, and it's kind of a poignant point. Is that not how those? Is that know. not how those words work together? Um, I thought this was good, and it'll take a like more solemn turn for a hot minute. But stay oh, with me. I oh, know. 
Um, so we there's new legislation in our current state about the ways you have to document seclusion, restraint, and isolation, mm-hmm. and just the different steps that districts have to take in our state based on new legislation and things like that. And someone was sharing some of those changes and was very smart to point out, like, yes, it's a ton of hoops, but the reason these hoops are there are to protect our kids. Yes. And so... That really is why we document, to protect our students, to protect our families, to protect our staff. Yeah. So, yes, there's a CYA component for yourself, but also, like, the paperwork can seem redundant and overkill, but at the end of the day... It needs to be done. It needs to be done. And you do learn things from documenting, from reflecting, especially, from Especially, yeah, especially if you use that documentation on the back end to reflect. Yep. So anyways, there's your why. That was lovely. Thank you. So lovely. Okay, so let's start into systems. And I think the key is you have to find a system that works for you. And I know that that's not super detailed, nope. but I think think broadly. Like if you're a paper pencil person, use paper pencil. Like right. that's still good documentation. If you like to take notes on the computer, like you can choose. It doesn't have to be one or the other just because somebody said that, right? Right. Um and I especially like for investigations, I liked paper pencil because I do not like to be typing in front of like with parents and with kids. No. You know what I mean? Yes. So I always had paper pencil for that kind of stuff. Yes, and you have to like start to think through all the different things you need to document. Yes. Because sometimes documenting is just keeping a log or a yep. record for yourself. And other times it's based on an investigation or um employee discipline or something like that. So all of those systems have to work different. So I'm really sorry, Kelly from Kentucky. We don't have a one size fits all. Should we kind of go through each type and some of the different ideas that you've had or seen other people do? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's start with um, personnel. Okay. Personnel files. So how did you do that, Christy? So you have working files, Uh which would be just like kind of some of the informal things that you keep on staff. Um, If they do have a memo or something, you might keep it in there or a professional improvement plan. Um, But then there's like other stuff that you might want to document just in case it becomes a a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would keep like fold like, so I've done it two ways. One worked for me, one didn't. Yeah. One, I kept a, an electronic folder in my email for every single staff member and then would just like save you know, anything into that that seemed pertinent. Uh-huh. That got me too many folders. It's a ton of folders because I still have them. Yeah. And so I just, it became overwhelming to me. And then I would like stop managing my email well because I was like, oh, I can't manage. My, I don't know. It just became too much. Okay. So then I just started to print and put the copy in their folder. That's good. I did a combo of both. I actually would start the staff's folder when I hired them and I would put their interview notes um, that I kept and their resume in their folder and that'd be the first thing. And remember, this isn't their employee record. This is just your working file for them. Um, But I like to have that because I always... We've recorded pods on this, but I always used some of that in reference when I was supporting them in their first year. But then I still had the email folders because I would drag it in there. But then bigger ones, I would print yeah. and I'd save it. I don't know why I had it in both places. Just depending on yep. if I was out and away from my office, I might want to look back at it. Yep. I think, too, it's important to know that I, both of us didn't just save, like, negative or concerning things. No. Nope. Like, definitely filing away the positives. positives and um, when they went above and beyond or... A parent emailed mm-hmm. yes. and sent it to you about yeah. a teacher. I wouldn't always print all of that, I would just do the electronic because yeah. yeah. it's a lot of positives. 
That's good. Because I gave a lot of positives. (laughs) But so I do think that that's really important to note that it's not always just the quote unquote bad stuff that you're documenting. There's also good stuff that you should be documenting as well. Yes. Um, That kind of was staff for me. Yeah, that was kind of staff for me as well. Okay, so what about um, parent communication? Oh, I never found a system I loved. I did. Oh, well, I'll tell my bad systems first. Okay. So I am notorious for legal pads. I love them. I just, that's how I would document any conversation I had with a parent. So I call a parent, even if it's something minor, I, on my legal pad, draw a box around the date, put the name of the parent, and then summarize very briefly in bullets the conversation. I would write as we talked. Yeah. And even if I didn't talk to someone, I would write the date and time I called and put left message or mailbox full. So it was a good reference for me. And then I would like box it so I could see each new entry easily in my notebook. Yes. And then I kept all my legal pads. But that was also helpful when parents came in to talk to me about a concern. I wasn't like pulling out weird documentation or a binder. I just had a legal pad so I could take notes. And it didn't seem very... That was my system. It worked. It was effective enough. I could refer back to it. I also started with legal pads for every single conversation, phone or in person. Um, And so I would just have like four and five at the end of the year with everything. Um, But then I moved moved to legal pads for in-person documentation. Uh-huh. So if somebody actually came in and met, I brought the same legal pad out every single time. Yep. Um, but for phone, I did um, an Excel spreadsheet or, you know, like a Google Sheets um, spreadsheet. And I just had the columns of date, time, um, student name, and then notes. And I for what I just kept it on my master document. And so it was pretty much always up on my screen. And anytime I made a call, I just brought up that and I took all the notes. And what was lovely is that you could search by kid. Yeah. So if they're organized, yeah, organized by date, organized Mm -hmm. by kid. So if there was a situation where maybe somebody thinks that I didn't reach out and be like, well, actually I have six you know, uh-huh. calls Attempts. home. Yeah. Right here. Um, and so that, that was what ended up working for me, but it took a minute in the beginning to like, just know that I always was going to go back to that. Right. And you have to be careful of like what your district requires. Cause we both worked at a previous district where they wanted us to log certain conversations in, pal- in like in the student record yep. system versus like our database for student behaviors versus your own documentation. So that's the tricky part, too, is like sometimes you feel like you're double documenting. Oh, yes. Which is tedious. So if you're one of those districts that you have to log certain things, you might just think about, is there a way to print that screen because you've already written it once Mm -hmm. and attach it or something like that. Um, Yeah, that's a good system. I like that. So it worked for me for several years, and it's kind of cool, too, to go back and be like, hey, I made 739 parent calls this year. That's wild. (laughs) That is wild. I love it. Okay, what did you do for investigations? Um, Investigations were different. So, like, obviously there's some district paperwork that we have to do. Um, And I would keep like a cover of it in each folder. Like if it was a bullying, I actually had a bullying folder Mm -hmm. or technology misconducts. And then I also had student individual files. Mm -hmm. So I would put a copy of my investigation summary in the bullying file as well as individual students that it may pertain to based on the required documentation. And then I would also, I would just use that same legal pad that I used for parent communication and just keep it all in one place. And so I started um, kind of like a investigation cover sheet, essentially, where um, because you don't always know what you're getting into when you start. You don't. <laughs> that is the pro of investigation. You start, um, and then 
the student says, well, yeah, yeah. but so-and-so. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it was actually at the top of it, I kind of had just some investigation um, things to consider. And it was like check boxes of like the who, what, when, where. Um, could this potentially fall under bullying or harassment or something like that to guide me? And then I actually made, so we had a ton of required paperwork in my district. Yep. And so I actually listed out all of the possibilities um, of the on different steps of the different steps and so then I could like check which would be necessary and if I'd done them yet or not depending on the type of investigation that it turned out to be that's good um, and then really the rest of it was just like blank because then I would just fill it out yeah fill it out with the the student the time that we talked and whether they were a witness or offender or mm-hmm. a mix of <laughs> a mix of <laughs> a mix of those roles I mean that is really good to think about I had a couple folders that were filled with just board policy that pertained to so I would have one that had the policies that had to do with investigations. Mm-hmm. I would have one that had to do with staff conduct. I would have um, the discipline handbook. I would have all of that printed and in a folder so that I could refer to that easily and frequently. So if you're one of those people, you definitely need that organized somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And if you're an electronic person, just make yourself a home doc with like mm-hmm. all of those different doc links. Pull it up, tab it, done. Yep. Boom. There you go. That's good. The other thing I had with like Student discipline was a little different than my investigations. Like, sometimes my investigations led to discipline, but sometimes they didn't. If they did, I didn't start this until, like, three years ago. I used to just fill out, like, an office referral form and put a hard copy in their student file. But now I started doing, like, an Excel spreadsheet Mm -hmm. with just different columns that had, like, um, incident students involved um, because... Sometimes the information I'll put in our student document system won't have names of other kids. But I learned really early on that you do need to know who else was involved that you need to keep separate, especially Mm -hmm. at elementary or high school when they have more than two or three years together. And, like, I remember to separate you in first grade, but I might forget that I needed you to be separate from so-and-so in second grade when I go to redo that. Yep. So I just kind of kept this ongoing Excel spreadsheet that had all student names, yep. a tab for separation plans, a tab for bathroom plans. Yep. So it was all just, like, easily accessible. That's great. I also would – sometimes you should have the kids also, like, writing their own statements. Yep. Um, and so in that case, I actually created, like, just a – form to walk them through the information I was looking for because I learned pretty early on in elementary that if you just say, write me what happened, you will not get the information Uh -uh, (laughs) you're looking for. Um, So if they are old enough of having them do that. And then I honestly just started to like staple everything together that pertained to a single incident. Me too. Um, I three hole punched and put it in a binder. I have like one big binder for all of my paperwork for that year. And I am way too lazy to remember to go stick stuff in a three-hole punch and then stick it in a binder. So I just have file folders for every kid. Which I probably should have done that because then it would like stack up and stack up. And and then it would be like, oh, here, you need to spend three hours now just putting your work in a binder. Yep. I just had them for every kid and I didn't make file folders unless I had documentation for that kid. So whenever I would have new documentation, I'd make a new file folder. Yeah. All right. It's a lot. What about on anything else on the types? I feel like we hit. No, I think we did. It would be good sometime to do a little more legal perspective of this. Ooh. Yeah, of like what are some of the legal look fors? Ooh, that would be really good. I mean, I think I think we know someone that's learning that. It's me, guys. (laughs) I don't know it, but I'm learning it. I'm just kidding. 
Um, yeah, because there's so many different things that you need to think about. Even what Christy was talking about with investigations and getting students to write their story. Like, there's so much that goes into that. That would be really helpful. So maybe we'll do a legal eagle. There we go. That'll be so exciting. Not dry. Not dry at all. Mm-hmm. Um, on the soul side... Basically, the worst thing you can do is nothing. So try your hardest. You're nev- you're always going to be underdocumented. Uh huh. Like that's, always. That's always just going to be the case because we can't document everything. Right. Um, but do yourself a favor and don't save it. Don't be like I will do all my documenting on the third Friday of every month. Like no. No, you won't. You won't, and you won't remember what happened. So try to do it. If you can't do it the night before you go home, write yourself a note with the student's name to do it first thing in the morning. Yep. Try to keep that a daily practice. That's like a daily routine of what you do. Yep. Okay, I'm going to let... Go ahead. No, I just want to say my last reminder is that anything can be subpoenaed if it is in your emails. Good point. So be thinking about as you document... Sometimes less is more mm-hmm. when you're putting stuff out there. So be thinking through from the eyes of an attorney. You know, I forgot my most genius tip. What? I had a situation, and I remember I called you, and it was kind of a weird one. And I was like, hey, I just had this really weird situation, and I don't know how to document it. Uh-huh. And you were literally like, just email yourself a description of it. Uh-huh. And I, like, had never thought of that. Yeah, because so it when you in, a time date. Yeah, so when in doubt, you can just, like, email yourself and start an email folder for you. You know what I mean? Just yeah, like, print it. And so I just I never thought you. of that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I do that all the time. Email myself and then print it because then it has a timestamp. Good, mm-hmm. good job. Thanks. Okay, here's our quote. It's really I want good. you to read it. I want you to do it. Okay, so I'm going to let you guys know. Uh, The word pizza has been substituted. We'll let you infer. Documentation is like pizza. When it's good, it's very, very good. And when it's bad, it's still better than nothing. (laughs) The person that wrote this quote's name was Dick Brandon. And he would like, Christy has the mind of a sixth grader. She's giggling over here. Anyways, it's a great, great summary of documentation. When it's bad, it's still better than nothing. Very good. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our pod to receive them as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principle. You can find more resources at themodernprinciple.com. And be sure to check out justrightreader.com. Bye. Bye.